millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This week in league, Darren Lockyer frantically attempts to have Tony Carroll elected to the Broncos board to cover up his bad choices. Yiri of Cleary, so majestic, punted coaches begged to stay another week just for the glory of losing to him. The 2020 Booker Prize for Literature awarded to Ryan Madison for his stark tale of a club and its chances of ever winning a premiership. Plus, we look ahead to all of the action for round 11 of the 2020 NRL season. All that more as we can leave. Welcome to episode 360 of This Week in League. I'm Nate. And I'm Jay. Tatton the man. Or is that for the members? <laughs> <laughs> That's for the members. Um, I'm bruised. But I'll show you later. Yeah, but again, though. I mean, because you said yeah, you said you bruised last time. Oh, yeah. Well, they didn't get a chance to go away. Like, And, and when I'm saying it's not like, you know, someone gave you a dead arm. I mean... You no. basically like bruised on the dick root. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, new listeners. <laughs> yeah, that's for the members episode. That's the sort of stuff um, you get if you sign up for this. <laughs> but fuck, what a perfect, perfect week in twenty twenty Rona fucking paradise. Like, a I don't live in fucking Victoria. Oh. It, Hallelujah. Another week and another day that I can just frantically fucking masturbate to the Broncos implosion. <laughs> and Penrith finish on top of the table. You're welcome. This fucking round, exactly. Thank you. Thank you for the fucking leg up. So, uh, yeah. We can was... get the job done. <laughs> yeah. You just yeah. came in and pushed us out. Well, of- well, we have to, yeah. I mean, we talk about that, but I mean, but for a... And I, and I quote fucking retard <laughs> on the touch judge back in round whatever it was, like, mm. you know, five. Manly would be like actually 2-0 and o against Parramatta this year and yeah. it's a narrative year and everything. Yeah. Like, so yeah. It's, it's actually uh, quite a quite a fine thing indeed for the i mean like i don't find, i don't i don't consider them the oldie enemy as much as you know some manly fans do but um there's definitely the rivalries yeah. there but i mean for me the, the storm have far surpassed it mm. but uh yeah it's uh, it still brings a smile to my face. Yes, um, it fucking does. Let's get straight into the news, shall we? Yes, let's. The first one, Trantius, turning around the uh, the one of the most unlikely and and speediest turnarounds in in head coaching recent history, I would suggest. Yeah, in uh, agreeing to terms with the doggies on a three year deal. So he'll be uh, going there at the end of the year. So he'll be finishing this year with uh, with the Panthers, mm-hmm. and um, because why not? It's practically fucking gardening leave. I mean, he's not doing anything. Exactly. And uh, then he'll then he'll uh, head over to uh, Belmore to to be the head coach of the doggies. Uh, the 
CEO of the Doggies, Andrew Hill, uh, confirmed the news and he said, "We, I quote, we have acted swiftly to secure the services of Trent because we believe he's the right man to take our club forward. Having spoken to Trent on a number of occasions, we've been impressed with his vision for the future of our football team and how he will look to develop our players on and off the field. Trent has been around the game a long time and has a great knowledge of football and how to bring the best out of players. We all look forward to him joining the Bulldogs family at the end of this season. So, mm. he gets washed out of a club a season and a, let's say a season and a half ago, mm-hmm. and walks into a yeah. head coaching job again, mm. pretty much right away, with only a couple of months of a, a, weird, a weird season in an yeah. assistant role, tidying over between A and B. Think about yeah. head coaches who've been flushed out of a club for being fucking hopeless in in or in history. The other thing I'm trying to think of now. Yeah. And the only other one I can think of is Cardi. Yep. But how often do you see a head coach get the punt and turn up as a an assistant so well so publicly? Well, so pretty soon. That that happens a lot, but it depends on the level of the head coach. For example, Trent had yeah he had nothing mm. so oh no no but I'm saying like, yeah so so he so he had to go like but there but but the the, the like the, the point I'm making is compare and contrast with Neil Henry yep went from Cowboys down to the yeah, Titans that's it Paul Green went mm-hmm. from Cowboys he'll walk into the Broncos or yeah. the Warriors or something yeah for sure he'll walk straight back into another mm. for yeah. however if well, Dean Pay, for example, he's yep. not walking into the head no, coach of not. nothing. Hundred percent, he's not. Maybe not ever. But I'm just saying, Trent was a very high-profile assistant. You know. Yeah, I think there, you know why. I, a lot of I think because he's a sexy good bloke. He also is very close to people like Gus and Bob Fulton yeah. and all these people. Yeah. I feel like he gets a, a fucking darling ride from the media. Yes. Hundred percent, and I mean there are and there are other people who do as well, but they're not coaches. Yeah, exactly. Like I'm, you know, the Johnses and you know, and, and Freddie and people like that. They get a pretty good run of things too, but they're not. It's not like this, day, this day in day out head coach thing that they're doing. Think of other co- like Trent was pretty much placed under zero pressure the entire time he was at Manly, and anytime there was anything pressurized, it wasn't him. It was the club's fault. Yeah. So that's a protected fucking species right there. Yeah, exactly. Ricky Stewart, he just has to fucking complain that the fucking clock on the wall is two minutes slow. Yeah. And he's the biggest whinging yeah, cunt. Exactly. And, he, and like, make no mistake, he is a whinging cunt. But like the spin that the media will put on that yeah. Yeah. is like crazy in comparison. So he's a, he's a, a koala. And he's a coaching koala. The interesting thing is, with Trent's another example, and this is in coaching though, of paying for potential. Yeah. You know, back end, and I've heard this from a couple of sources, the issues that the Bulldog run to their their board. Yeah, there's a lot of infighting. And, then the- and there's apparently two sections of the board and a couple of swing votes. Yep. There's an way, election later this year, I think. So Depending on what it is. And how's this for your club where you will have... it? It's almost like fucking politics. Where one side will want something, 
And even if that's the best thing for the club, yeah. the other side will do everything they can to sabotage it and make because, it fail. Because it's that side's idea. Because it reflects yeah. poorly yeah. on them and it yeah. gives them ammunition to say, well, fucking yeah. look at us. Yeah. That's a fairly fucking shitty situation to be in. It is. It is. And, you know, there, there, are, there are elections later this year, I think, so maybe that resolves itself one way or the other. Who knows? One side wins, but, but maybe. In, in that, yeah. in that instance, is one faction better than the other? You know, obviously it's better than having two there, but yeah, there's a lot of stuff on this we don't know. Who who knows if they've gone, they haven't gone. Look, you know, Trent Trent's probably the least experienced at the moment. Yep, and we're in a situation where we don't have a great roster, and he seems to be able to bond with players. Like even after his tumultuous exit at Manly, where it was pretty apparent that that shit went downhill quick. Mm. The players spoke nothing but fantastically of him, and not just in that old. We have, yeah, but we have, we we do have some very nice players though, who do say who who do say very nice things. He came across as genuine. I didn't feel that's what I'm saying. I didn't feel yeah. like that, you know, standard. Oh, well, you know, I'll forever be grateful to everything he. Yeah, because no one actually said that. No, <laughs> because no, no one actually was. No one will be forever grateful. <laughs> it's the old thing, the old adage: if you don't have something nice to say, someone you know, don't say anything at all. And this, so they'd say the nice yeah. things, and like, you can- <laughs> here's the thing: I'm not sure that that yep. bulldog side will fuck. Not sure. I am positive that yep. that bulldog side does not become a top eight contender just by a new method of motivating the players to get out and do it for ready You know what? I think selecting best mates within the team and, and drinking piss with the players mm. is, in fact, the exact opposite of what that bulldog side requires. Correct. <laughs> Correct. And then he's going to get all funny about Adam Elliott when he fucking sees he's get his dick out <laughs> in the change rooms. <laughs> he's going to be like, well, he's... I can't be the fucking I can't be the man around here <laughs> with a fucking tripod Elliot around. <laughs> you know the the problems of the dogs, and especially going into such a strong environment, you that club I think needs a coach that goes in there and says things like, "Righto, your fitness is fucked. Whoever's done the fitness program, it's shit." To be able to stand in front of the board and say yeah. all of these problems are so fucking simple. Yep. You can't throw all to blame for not fixing them sooner because it yep. was well within your fucking remit mm-hmm. to improve the quality of things and, and facilities available to training staff and sports scientists and all of this shit. Yep. They're two pegs below every other club. Yep. So, um, fuck. Good and luck, by all means, luck. when they talk about people like uh, getting poached by him, um, John Cartwright is a name. <laughs> <laughs> Don't fucking threaten me with a good time, Trent. <laughs> <laughs> you may have him. <laughs> Is he the most invisible fucking assistant coach in the in the league at the moment? Pretty much, because let me tell you, yeah. this Asler doesn't need no fucking. He he does he needs someone to carry out. He doesn't need your fucking ideas, Cardi. <laughs> Shut the fuck up and just do what you're told. <laughs> and wouldn't it be great if that um if if John Cartwright went over to the doggies. Yeah. And then it opened up an avenue and like tubes came back or something to Manly. That would be the shit. The, man, <laughs> that's, that's the, the manliest dream. solution ever. The manliest solution Jesus ever. Yeah, it would be amazing. Uh, they've said, and and we've what, one thing we've known about Trent, A, he's protected by the media, but also he's a devious little bastard. Uh. I was like, having him sat around your club, rich with juniors you probably can't afford to upgrade, 
is a is is a problem. I mean, there was this whole you know the whole gardening leave thing with Manly as well. Yeah. We had to fucking get rid of him. Yeah. So now he's going to be sat there. I mean, kiss, you can kiss Burton's ass goodbye. I reckon he's gone. He's he's the dog. He's next year. If, if he and goes, I mean, he's he yeah. And and look, while he he's kind of surplus to your requirements at the moment, you hate to see people. You know, you just, you hate to see people go that are hundred percent exactly. You know. Oh, look, it, it's fucking painful every yeah. time. Yeah. You watch. That that's the thing. You know, um, our our very good friend and longtime OG Shunter reminded us recently about. All of the fucking Penrith Junior hype train leaving. Every yep. time someone signs a Penrith Junior, yeah, they pretty much say, "Well, now that we have this groundbreaking junior talent, we'll uh, be sure to win a premiership within the next two years." Like <laughs> there, there were forty-seven cunts with the surname Jennings <laughs> that were apparently going to go to clubs and change their fucking world. Some ve- some very and ordinary Michael- one landed at fucking Balmain, <laughs> and, and Michael is still. The best NRL yeah. player, and he's like forty six years old. Yeah. Fucking <laughs> looks like Dick Van Dyke with his grey hair. Fucking run around the thing. Um, he like he looks like he's like Lethal Weapon Four, Murtaugh. <laughs> no, he's like the Naked Gun. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, Leslie Nielsen though, yeah. not like not not OJ. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so and. Yeah, again, I, I would be terribly sad to lose Birdo. If he goes, he goes. That, like sad Spurton. That's Burton. the nature of it. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. I'd be, I'd be hurting Spurton for Burton. <laughs> uh, it, it, if it happens, it happens. I'm not sure. Like sexy good bloke could stand there, and verbatim give the speech from any given Sunday, and like yeah. just change a couple of words to Bulldogs or Penrith. Outdoor yeah, furniture. <laughs> yeah. And I don't think any of those kids are looking at the dogs as a better option. No, but they do. But what he would do is say, "Wow, I can walk into that fucking team and run it. I'm the start. I'm the you know. I'm I'm in the halves. I own that team now. I would walk cool. into that team. That'd be my team. Do that. And then today, that's what people. Yeah, players want to win premierships, and they want to play first grade rugby league Regularly. week in week out yeah, and be recognised for their talent. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, um, the merry-go-round continues though with the. Uh, apparently a mutual agreement for Paul Green to depart the Cowboys on Monday morning after they told... This is the this is the funny thing, and in the mailbag, I know we got a comment about it as well later on the show, but the board told him last Wednesday, so one week ago from the time we were recording, that he was not part of their plans beyond this season. And so then he's like, so, okay, you know, give us one more game because, you know, reasons. And... Now it sounds like it's a mutual agreement. Now you you were you were you were sacked, fella. But just because it's like it's like the it's like when a chick wants to break up with you. Yeah, <laughs> and you, you and he's begging her to stay, and then he literally stays with, her and she's like, okay, and then so then he stays for one week, and then he goes. You dropped, <laughs> <laughs> and then he goes around. Then, then he then he walks around. and He goes, "Yeah, I fucking yeah, I had to fuck her off." Yeah, <laughs> bitch was sweating me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, just uh, yeah, I had to break up, but um, you know, I just want to be clear that I broke up with her, and uh, and yeah, so that job was always going to be exceptionally tough. 
taking that club to its first premiership mm-hmm. was a massive fucking effort. That was pretty much a perfect storm yes. to that club. Like they had JT who did that JT thing yep. where he was just absolutely frantic and Greeny was magnificent at just tempering that yep. a little bit. You know, at at just directing him or or pointing him in the direction he needed to go or pulling him back when he needed it. Then he had to deal with the replacement and he had Morgan and he was lucky enough that he had that uh, you know, origin rep time Morgan that got to spend yep. all that time with Cooper Cronk and those other people that he credits for for helping him out. Then he the, they had that dream year where they made the, the grand final from eighth. Yep. Which is a fantastic effort as well. Yep. Um, I'm not sure anyone could have kept that team together well enough after that premiership to... Well, after... Yeah, well, well since 2018... Yeah, since 2018, uh, and this is, this is the part that's kind of been exposed in the, in the aftermath, their winning percentage slumped to 32%, mm. which is crazy because, you know, we everyone is very much... You know, rose coloured and you know, a bit blinded by hmm. the you know the the amazing finish to the twenty fifteen grand final and the ridiculous run that That's they it. had yep. know, a couple of years later. Um, but he's on the market now, and uh, as we were saying earlier, I mean, he's he's the type of head coach that the Broncos may want, the Warriors may want. Yep. And you know, then you got yeah, you know, then then that brings like Kevy back in the mix because I've saw today that you know Kevy's potentially could be a, a target for the Cowboys. Kevin, um, I saw go out and say that he was going to help the Broncos. I thought that was like a a media generated thing. It was like, would you, if you yeah. were asked or something like that? I I thought they had asked, but yeah, mm. I thought it was like Seabold just sort of called him up, and it was like an icebreaker sort of thing. I'm not mm. sure. Yeah, okay. but um, yeah, who knows? It, yeah, look again. We've said this before. Whenever someone leaves a coaching role. Everybody looks around and goes, who are the previous head coaches yes. that don't have a job? Yes. Then they get the ones that just no one's spoken about for a little while. Yep. Like the you know, the old example, no one's talking about Ivan Henjak anymore. No. You know, where where even is he? Is he in Super League as a fucking uh, ball runner? If I don't I know. had to guess, I would say he is a real estate agent. Cool. I have no knowledge about that. Nice. I don't have a clue nice. what he's Someone doing. Google that shit. Yep. But but yeah, the, the the other interesting thing is until Rona's finished, New Zealand aren't going to settle their position. No. So until travel's unrestricted, and also there's not going to be the usual, you know, potential jobs popping up over in England. And yep, that's it. So who the fuck knows? Next up, what have I got on my list here? I've got a uh, the old Joseph uh, Suali situation. It was only a couple of weeks ago where we were talking about him getting offered this ridiculous fucking money, yeah, as a young as a young fella to to sign a contract to extend his contract with the rabbits, and now it is said that he has backflipped on South Sydney to uh, sign a monster three million dollar deal with Rugby Australia. Um, so was, uh, last month it was a three year one point seven million dollar deal with the Rabbitohs in the NRL. Mm-hmm. But they couldn't register it until he turned seventeen on August the first. Yep. So 
the 16-year-old has instead signed a mega three-year deal with Rugby Australia, despite denials from the code about it. Um, how does fucking Rugby Australia afford to pay a player 16 years, not quite 17 years yeah. old, that kind of money? The sport is broke. See, they, they just got a $20 million fucking... The TV rights deal yeah. was $20 million. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They've, got, they've got no fucking... <laughs> uh-huh. They're broke. I have no idea about the workings of rugby, rugby union, and I give not two fiddlers fucks. Mm-hmm. To quote a great man. But is there an international component to that? Whereas if you play international games, then international rugby union pays you a certain amount. I don't know. You know, know. As, as such as that for State of Origin, it's New South Wales Rugby League that's paying the, the extras. It's not the club. Yeah, I know what you're saying. I don't, I don't know. Who fucking knows? The club needs a fucking marquee. It needs a fucking marquee. Yeah. Because they have nothing else. The shitty thing is that both sports are really not somewhere where an individual can go all in. Yeah. Like again, you, you give the example of, of basketball and your five-person on-the-floor rotation. You can pick up a kid from college... And the hype is real. This kid comes out of college and he's the greatest thing that ever, anyone's ever seen. Like this Zion kid that came out this year. Yep. You know, he's already a fucking Jordan athlete. Um, he's got shoes. He's got all the hype. Yep. All, all of this is there because he's going to come in and have an immediate impact on that. Yes. And kids everywhere are going to be buying his jersey and screaming out his name in the playground when they're playing. Rugby league and rugby union don't work like that. You know? The last person that you had like that was Thurston. Because kids all wanted to wear the headgear and they yeah, wanted to, okay. you know, kick the, kick this. Or I remember going to training, and this was years ago, um, and after training, the kids would get free time. And all they wanted to do was try and pot field goals. Yep. And they were screaming Thurston's name like he was yep. Kobe. Yep. That... Yeah, that's one of the only times I've ever seen that. Yep. So let them fucking pay him. If they do, I hope Rugby League sits back and just says, look, do whatever the fuck you want. You're not bigger than our sport. We've got a thousand people that are going to be you know better what? and more influential than yeah, you. They'll, they'll take him back. But, you know, I, I think it's, it's the greatest movie ever for him. Can you imagine at 17 years of age, mm -hmm. pocketing $3 million from the age of 17 to 20. Yep. Then goes to rugby though. Yep. Gets to gets to play rugby for Australia mm -hmm. in the in the Tokyo Olympics next yep, year. That's it. Gets to do these fucking rugby, you know, things that they do. Then he can come back and then he can develop his career. He's still twenty. He's still plenty. Yeah, I'm gonna have to start playing on. footy. Um, do his growing over there in the you know in that you know glorified hobby mm -hmm. and uh, get three million for it. So yeah, fucking good on him. The Broncos have allegedly told uh, Jack Bird that he's free to ex exit the club immediately as they look to free up salary cap, cap space to throw more cash at Fafita. Um, 
Fafita is currently weighing up his $1.25 million per season often from the Titans that we spoke about the other week. It's funny how that kind of, it was like, you know, offers were getting bigger and bigger and he was going one way and going the other way. And then it's like probably two weeks have gone by now and just nothing. There's no advance on that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the, the Broncos apparently can offer a maximum of 700000 a year. But uh, Bird's on contract with the Broncos until the end of this year with an option in his favor for 2021. He's earning just under a million a year. So the Broncos are... And still better value than Ben Hunt. Yeah. Well, Broncos are reportedly open, although I'd better, certainly better value than Milford. I mean, I think Ben Hunt's actually provided value the last, like, you know, two weeks. Yeah, uh, that's very true. Um, but the Broncos are reportedly open to pay a team 400 grand to transfer Bird... <laughs> Which will free up five hundred over five hundred in their cap, which they could use to top up for feeders offer and get it somewhere close to where the Titans offer is. Uh, Fuck! They're is saying that- a transfer to either the Bulldogs, Dragons, or Sharks could be on the cards. We know the Sharks do love a prodigal son. They've done it with Ramian. Correct. You know the the Sharks do not hold a grudge. If you come back, they'll welcome you with open arms and. All of a sudden, it's fucking Zig Heil. Let's go stomp out the brown people together again. Yep. Fuck. If you know what, if you're uh, let me put this to you, if you're Jack Bird, what do you do? I fucking say eating eating macas at the Broncos, and I'll pocket another million. Do the same thing next year. Yeah. Are you worried about your worth? Because if I'm him, I'm worried about my worth. I'm worried about being the fucking scapegoat just because of injury. I am not worried about my worth. If I can only play 17 games in three years, mm. I'm not worried. And I'm being paid a million dollars a year for those mm. three years. I get released to somewhere else and they pay me half of that. Mm-hmm. And the injuries are exactly the same. Yeah. I'd rather have that money built up in, in case the next injury is the last injury. Yeah, okay. In case it's the one yeah. that stops me from doing anything ever again. Okay. So you're saying right now you'd look for a two or three year deal because you know a club can get you a bit cheaper. Yeah, Just- but I mean but what I but I would be taking everything in my favour that the Broncos have committed to. Yeah, okay. Because that's that's another like year and a half. Is it another so year like and a half? Well, it's 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 the end the, of next the year. rest of this year and then next Plus year. Next year, yeah. yeah. So so you know, about well, I mean, yeah, we just had ten, round ten, so I mean, we are halfway through yeah, the season, right? So so like a season and a half. Mm. So you're mm. talking about you know what one point three yep. maybe one point four million yep. something of that nature. It's a lot of fucking money. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of fucking money for a football player. Yeah, not just a regular person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but what I'm saying is, if you're Jack Bird, are you mm. thinking that fuck? Well, all of a sudden, let's say I'm on a mill. I'm now technically a, a, a player that's worth between six to eight. Yep. Do you look for that now or do you count on getting fit next year and being a million-dollar player again? I think that I Is Jack Bird ever going to be a million-dollar player again? Well, this is the thing. I mean, it's hard, it's hard to say, right? I mean, you, you, don't, you don't know. But... um. He's not old. He's only 25. Mm. So I would, if I'm trying to increase my worth or, you know, maximize my worth as a player, then I'm going to do it when I'm being paid in a team that's garbage. 
where I can actually look like a fucking hero when I come back from injury and be paid a million to do it versus okay. so, versus toiling away. So to that mean? point, though, you know, no one's beaten down the door for Anthony Dawn. Well, no. We get offers, but... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe that's the thing. Maybe Bird wants to go to a club that's actually not fucking busted. Anthony Don's a Finnish merchant, though, too, though. I mean, like, he's, he, that, that's great. But Bird... Did have some actual talent. Yeah. He can actually, you know, yeah, he can actually yeah. make a difference in a side. Yeah. You know? Like, he could, he could make a... You know, if his knees don't blow out, he could make... A, he could certainly make a difference at the Dogs. 100% he could. 100%. Yep. Correct. You know, there's probably less of a need for him down at the Sharks. Mm-hmm. But the Dragons, I think he'd be fucking great down there too. Mm, yep. Especially considering they're losing a couple of guys as well, you know. Yeah. So, but uh, yeah, he could make a difference for those guys for sure. But um, Fuck, that's a lot of fucking freight to get rid of a player. Hey, it is. So there's and, no bad outcome here. And it just and it just shows, it just shows how fucked the Broncos are. That yeah. they're they're now they're one of those clubs now where they've got to try and shed shit and pay players to go elsewhere and pay yeah. over suppliers that's because it. they're cooked. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because I think you got Bird and you got Darius, yep. and then you got Milford. Yep, that's a fucking mega chunk of a salary cap right there. Looking over that team, we've mm. mentioned this before. Who do you pluck out of that team right now mm. and put into yours? Oh, you know, maybe you know, like maybe. Well, I mean, Fafita is obviously great. Yep, Fafita, and then then very big maybes over like you know Pangai Junior and Payne Haas. Yep. Because they are both good, but man, like Payne Haas can, is, can fucking Madeline McCann. Oh my god, some of the fucking weak defense yeah. that comes out of the. I mean, they're flat track bullies. Yeah, exactly. And, and I think that a better coach could actually get that out of them, especially Pango. I think I think a better coach could get the disciplinary shit that gets him suspended every month out mm. easily, easily, mm. and just like reining rein him in and you know just getting to focus on what he does best. Yep. Payne Haas probably the same as well. Um, it's kind of hard to, to, to completely judge players on what they're doing at the Broncos because, you know, that club has, a, at the moment, it's really got the air of not giving a fuck. You know, yeah. play, players it's don't weird, give a fuck. It? Yeah. And just it's just got all those things like, you know, no talking under the post. Like, players not even fucking like huddled yeah. up or like looking at each other up, yeah. you know, like just, there's just nothing there. So, so it's hard to sort of establish value for players on that. But... Those three that I mentioned, the only three, wouldn't take a single back they've got in the entire club. Mm. Maybe Isako as a as a winger because he's a fucking pretty good goal kicker. Yeah, but that that would be like a, even that that's like a stretch. Yeah. Um. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, you're right, and all under the fucking watch of Super Administrator Darren Lockyer. Mm-hmm. Fucking hate to see it. Yep, hate to see it. Yeah, I was saying to you tonight before the uh, before we're recording, but who would have thought? Mm. Go back, you know, a couple of years. Mm-hmm. Who would have thought that Darren Lockyer would become like the Darren Lockyer to the Broncos would become become as uh, as Benny Elias is to the West Tigers and Bal- the West Tigers and Balmain, mm. an absolute. Degenerate fucking pariah, <laughs> like who 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 is so bad in a commercial sense that it it almost fucking completely eradicates yeah. the gloriousness that they achieved yeah. on the field for that same team. Yeah. 
It's amazing. I would never have thought that that would be like if you told me that like you know Ben Eichen or something. Yeah, for, yeah, I believe it, hundred yep. percent. But man, like they're like yep. Lockie. It's Lockie. Mm. There's a statue and everything. Mm-hmm. Tell you what, while they're knocking down Confederate statues, you watch how long that one lasts. Man, <laughs> that that one never goes. See, this this is the thing about Queenslanders. Yeah. That would that is akin the same disease that afflicts them there is the same one that's afflicting the Broncos board at the moment. For them to tear that down, they would have to admit that their views are fucked. Yeah, that's true. It won't happen. Yeah. Um it's fucking glorious. I'm enjoying every minute of it. Um, and just 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 briefly, um the other the other one that I just saw was uh the old Wolfpack have withdrawn from the Super League season. And you know, ESL, I'm not even going to pretend that that's our fucking our, our, our realm or domain to, to speak about. But, um, man, you've got a lot of players there who have been brought from overseas, you know, like from Australia, New Zealand, like Sunny Bill, and, yep. you know, uh, and, you know, there's, there's issues with the pays, the players getting paid. There's been delays in getting paid. Plus yep. the COVID, they can't come. Yeah. They can't come back. That's it. Like, it's a, it's a fucking terrible situation. And after such a meteoric rise through the... The lower the lower competitions over there mm. to have their their first you know foray into the Super League you know cut down by um well obviously a pandemic that no one saw coming yeah I mean but- you know among other things is just uh it must be just absolutely fucking heartbreaking for the players uh, but the funny thing is. One thing I've noticed, I sort of just did did a look around on Twitter just to just just try and take the temperature. Mm. When the Warriors were in a similar situation, yeah, not not the distance is obviously you know far greater for the for Toronto, but the general principle of a team in the competition that's located in another country, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, uh, when they fall, when they fell into problems, I mean, the fan bases in general. Around the Warriors are just like, fuck! It's everyone. Oh, it's their second team, and yeah, you know, yeah, there's yeah, like yeah. there's this big envel- enveloping fucking love for the Warriors, and like you know, we appreciate what you're doing. Yep. To keep the competition, That's you it. know, fuck, must in, be hard. In, in its entirety, blah blah blah. Stay away from your families, but yeah, you know, they've been embraced. Look on Twitter about the <laughs> Toronto and fans of the other clubs are just like fucking suck a dick. Like oh, that's that's what fuck. you get. You fucking shit show. That's like the general. And I'm like, wow. <laughs> well, a pack of insular cunts. Yeah, the supporters and the clubs over there in the Super League are—I mean, fucking hell. But yeah, I mean, I would suggest you go and listen to Super League Pod. They did—they released an episode this week. I haven't had a chance to listen to it yet. It's only just the last couple of days, and um, I know that it's the focus or you know a large part of the episode. So, if you want to dive deeper, listen to those guys, and uh, they've got their finger on the pulse. Okay, so recaps this week. Well, last week we said that we were, at the start of this season, in fact, we said we we're going to try and f- figure out a way to. Rejigger the format. Rejig the format a little bit, or just just to kind of streamline it a bit. Ideally, so that we can jam more 
of the news and that sort of stuff into the show because the you know as of the games that the games are 24 hours away from being a week old you know so uh you've you've heard it all there's been a week worth of fox programming and all that sort of thing you know before you get to the our, our podcast on thursday morning and so by this stage if you're coming to us for your fucking source of all nrl news fucking have a good long hard look at yourself you know get a fucking ko subscription and watch them yourself, you lazy fucks. <laughs> so, what we're going to try this week is just try and just mix it up a little bit. And uh, but at the same time, <laughs> the spanner we're like, wow, okay. But if we mix it up, how do we get the tweets in? So, we've come up with a solution. We're going to give it a run this week. See how it all goes. See what you people think. We'll take your feedback on it, and uh, we'll move on. So Thursday night we had the Roosters. Oh, sorry, the Raiders twenty-four defeating the Roosters twenty at the SCG. Uh, the the Raiders twenty-four came from tries to Dinamis Louis, Jared Croker, George Williams, and Josh Papali. Croker four of four conversions. The Roosters twenty came through a double to Brett Morris uh, Ikavali with a try. Flanagan two of three conversions and a couple of penalty goals. We're going to move straight into the game tweets on this one. Stuart in the Facebook group. Said, I wanted to sleep on this comment because I know you guys love to rip into a ref's falter. That captain's challenge has left a bad taste in my mouth. Not because the wrong decision was made. On the contrary, fuck the Roosters. But because it had to be a challenge in the first place. So I don't feel like the challenge system is a bit of a band-aid fix for not just bad refereeing, but the gamesmanship taking over the game. Not only should Canberra not have to risk a challenge to get that right, but the Roosters should be penalised for the dive to discourage it. I think you're off target there, man. And by that, I mean I agree with you 100% that diving and that sort of shit country needs to be stamped out of the game. I don't think it's got anything to do with the captain's challenge. Up until the point where where the directive is sent down that referees or the bunker or whoever the fuck it is can penalise for something essentially not in the spirit of the game, that, that shit's not going to fly. So, um, yes, whilst I agree with you 100% of sentiment, I think you're a bit off. Uh, James in Facebook said, has there ever been a better player that transitioned from fullback to 5'8 better than Whiten? I can't think of a single one. And I would also trust Whiten to be an administrator of his club and run that quite effectively as well. (laughs) (laughs) Brendo said, taking the penalty goal showed the Raiders we were worried about them. They should have backed themselves. The amount of soft tries scored through the middle in the last few weeks is a worry. Nigel, unfortunately, we looked a bit slow tonight. Need a freshen up. Oh, that's what got rid of Blake Ferguson, allegedly. <laughs> Adam said, credit to the Raiders for some tough defense. Rattled the chook shed. It really was. Was backed on that. And the final word on that will go to at Andy Kintz from Twitter. It was awesome seeing my Raiders win on a Thursday, but I got more enjoyment seeing the Broncos crushed on Friday. Hate is greater than love. <laughs> I hear you. I hear it sums you. up the sentiment of this show perfectly. Haters <laughs> uh, are right. Um, the Storm, 42, defeat the Gold Coast Titans, 6, uh, up at Sunny Coast Stadium. The Storm's 42, tries to Munster, a double to the Fox, a double to Big Nelson. Uh, Branko Lee and Brandon Smith also with tries, 6 of 7 conversions to Cameron Smith, and their penalty goal, the Titans, 6, Came through a solitary try to Brian Kelly and conversion from Ash Taylor. 
Lee and Facebook said, the best thing about this win was seeing that Munster didn't skip a beat after a few weeks off and watching the Broncos get smashed an hour later. <laughs> Fuck, that's my weekend done. <laughs> I sense a reoccurring motif. And yeah, and and it just it just means that the the show shows find their audience, <laughs> and the audience finds their shows. Welcome, and uh, we appreciate you. We feel the same way, and it's just, it, it just it just feels good in these troubled times to 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 have this unspoken rapport with people that you not maybe not never met. You ever walk yeah. past someone in the street, not know them at all, and just like nod for no reason? You just felt to the universe. Needed you to nod at each other. <laughs> it's like that. Uh, Bethany said, This win doesn't bring me much joy. It's like beating a five-year-old at pickup basketball. Titans are, at the very least, are better than they were last year and should jag at least a few more wins. Tino was immense in this, immense in this game. While it sucks to have him leave us, the Titans need him. Tristan said, I can't believe that game has this many posts. Yuck. There were a lot of posts on this game. Jai Arrow should have crawled out onto the field at kickoff and offered Smith 13-plus and fogged his knee and the universe would have been 80 minutes better off. <laughs> Hammers said, this won't be as embarrassing as the Broncos game. Uh, Winston Bunk said, obviously the Titans' healing crystals stopped working after the first 15 minutes. Noughts said, Titans are so brave. If the Storm had any ticker, they would have put 50 on the Titans. Zoran said, are we sure that Ash Taylor isn't getting red balloon gift vouchers to play in the Titans? Jesus, he's woeful in every aspect, let alone being one of the highest paid league players. Tell me about it. I'll give a final say here to a whinging fucking shit cunt that went off about not having his tweets read out. Which one? Grover. <laughs> so when the best fucking content you can put out in a week is asterisk disrespectful penalty goal you get a fucking pity readout son yeah get better fucking lift mate now onto the game the, the whole world was waiting for <laughs> allegedly uh, apparently the Tigers 48 defeat the Broncos nil at Leichhardt Oval the uh, Tigers 48 came through tries to uh Nofaluma, Harry Grant, Benji Marshall, a double to uh, Lucky Leilua, a double to Luke Garner. Uh, Sam McIntyre and Billy Walters round out the scorers with Mbai, six of nine conversions. And just to be clear, the Brisbane Broncos scored zero. I will just say on that last one, mm-hmm. um, I was with a mate the other day chatting about the games. Yep. And there's all these Facebook groups, you know, the, where the essence of them is, you know, show us your multi. Okay. And people just put like outlandish multis that they've, yeah. they've landed on. Yeah. And like one guy had a multi with like every single fucking Melbourne Storm player, any time try scorer. <laughs> <laughs> like good, yeah, it's absolutely fucking shit cutter. It's great. Uh, Stuart Marler said, Seabold said he can't defend that performance, bringing the tally of Broncos that can't defend to 18. <laughs> I love that one. That's great. The War Dentist says uh, Benji Marshall is the Kiwi goat and more deserving of immortal status than Darren Lockyer, who is significantly responsible for the demise of the once powerful Broncos. That is a narrative that I am happy to push for you or on your behalf. 
Uh, Shunter said after a thorough review of the season so far, Darren Lockyer has confirmed that the Broncos' current woes lay squarely at the feet of former halfback Ben Hunt, who took a million dollars from the Dragons when Darren doesn't think he's worth that much money. (laughs) Uh, Ah, One-Eyed Tiger said, I sat in the stands in 2017 at Suncorp and watched us get beat 36-0. Tonight was the most redemptionist of redemptions. 48-0 will never be forgotten. Tigers incline, Broncos decline. Dragons, lend them a Mars bar and sharks, send them some dicks. Hmm. Uh, Stuart said, I feel like the Broncos are going to take the focus off the real story here. Taking Luke Brooks out of your starting lineup is worth at least 40 points. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Aaron Ma said, at the beginning of the year, I put the Tigers draw into the calendar on my phone. Ten minutes before kickoff, I got a notification to say that under the old draw, we were supposed to play the Roosters at Bankwest. So it turns out that not everything about the Rona is bad. <laughs> uh, Garth, with an apt surname, says, I hate my fucking team. It's fucking embarrassing. How the fuck can they call this defense? Yeah, dude, it's pretty poor. Uh, Adam in Facebook said, Croft better be dropped next week for that effort. Tell you what, we're starting to get a lot of realistic Broncos fans in the Facebook group. Well, I mean, it's... It's taken literally 50% of a season for them to accept the facts that are in front of them. Yeah. Nasty. But, you know, I mean, I'll give no the credit credit to them for doing it, though. Uh, at Charlie2, that's C-H-A-R-L-I-I, 2 on Twitter, said kudos for the West Tigers for not kicking the disrespectful field goal in their thrashing of the Broncos. Oh. I don't like the kudos. There are no kudos for that. No. You must. You, must. It, it would have. It's a, uh, literally the only thing that could have made this better. Yes, exactly. Other than like you know another five tries or something like that. But <laughs> but but at any scoreline to nil, any any big scoreline to nil, and like a uh, field goal is a must. Yeah, exactly. It's a must. And uh, a first time tweeter of the show at Sports Fans Life. Go and give him a follow. Check him out. He seems to um, fit in quite nicely. Tweeted one he's word. A thumb. I mean, the thumbs tend to fit in quite nicely. <laughs> <laughs> he just tweeted in clients. Oh, well, let's hope we don't hear too much more out of him then, hey? That's it. <laughs> I, I get the feeling he'll go away and never come back. <laughs> the uh, Dragons, 28, defeat the Bulldogs, uh, 22 at win. Um, the Dragons, 28, came through a double to Dufty. Uh, Ewan Aiken, Jason Saab, Corey Norman with tries. Uh, Zach Lomax, four or five conversions. The Doggies, 22, came through tries to uh, Marshall King, Meany, and Fatala Mariner. Three conversions and two penalty goals to Meany. Lando, Facebook group says, I feel like I was pegged. It was uncomfortable. There was a result. I came. I'm not proud of it. I was glad it finished eventually. <laughs> Andrew Kirby, I said, I wonder how much... Marcelo Montoya won by taking a play out of the Ryan Tandy playbook. <laughs> Dragons 1-12. Uh, there was a, a lot. There were like 30 people that had some variance on fuck you, Dragons, we want a Broncos wooden spoon. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, Mitch said, the sound of puckering sphincters can currently be heard echoing throughout Wollongong. In other use, Mars stocks are down. Dev said... We just anal the dogs like Anonymous analed his missus. Non-digital subscribers are missing out. <laughs> and uh, look, as, as as I like to do, 
We'll give one to uh, GT351 underscore Johns. We looked much better this week. Most Dragons points came on the back of our simple stupid errors. How did Woe Manly get dusted by this mob for fuck's sake? Dogs lost to Dragons here. Dragons did not beat us. Had four and been on last 20, we win this one. Hmm. And um, just a bit of in memorandum. Um, the show has lost uh, someone very special to us. Oh, who? Giannis um, Mateus Balls. <laughs> As we all know, he had some fucking gigantic clackers down there. Yes. On Friday, I went to snip without anesthetic. That was less painful than this game. <laughs> Why without anesthetic, though? Like, I don't know. Is that like some personal fucking like point of... like? Look, I don't know. Maybe it's like you want some women want a natural birth. Maybe you need to give your swimmers a natural death. I don't fucking know. <laughs> I thought I would have thought it'd be like the opportunity to like you know be like, "LOL, I'm Josh Dugan, Green Whistle." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know what though? In that situation, yeah. Like I know it's low, but there being a chance that I'd get some sort of doctor that would like just paint his dick green and wave it in my face. <laughs> yeah, okay, so... I'm not prepared <laughs> Exactly to what percentage chance? You, it's not zero. You, <laughs> I think it would be very close to zero. See, very close is not zero. Yeah, but I mean, smack's not going to remove your ability to tell a difference between a penis and a, and a green whistle. I know, I'm just saying it might just remove my inhibitions. <laughs> Well, I mean, all that's doing then is just like amplifying your your innate <laughs> desire to suck a penis, <laughs> and uh, yeah, the colours becomes irrelevant at that point. Um, it's called a disco whistle. Thank you very much. <laughs> uh, you done with those tweets? Yep. Knights twenty to feed the Rabbitohs eighteen at Bankwest. Uh, the Knights tries to uh, Tuala Ponga, Kurt Mann, and Bradman Best one of four conversions to Ponga and a penalty goal. Uh, defeating the Rabbits uh, tries two nickels and a double of Damian Cook. Reynolds, three conversions. Ross in the Facebook group said, when all is said and done, my beloved Knights are not a genuine premiership threat this year or better than the Roosters. But after 10 games, I'll be in the top four and above the two-time premiers, I'll take that. Hmm. Daniel said, there's no sweeter win for a Knights fan than one over a Wayne coach side. Suck our Nova Castrian cocks from the back, you putrid roster-destroying cunt. Choices. Bit harsh. Well, no, I mean, let's, you know, you're, you're surprised Knights fans don't like Wayne. Well, you know, the thing is, though, I mean, you never really hear, hear him say much about old fucking Fatty Tinkler. Yeah, true. Yeah, true. And he had as much... If, as it wasn't Wayne more. that stopped paying cunts. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Uh, Danny said, I was just about ready with my Mars bar if the Bunnies came back to win it. Also, the Bunnies fans booing can eat a bag of dicks. Play the scrum where it lands. Jesus. Okay. And uh, Terry said, it's like Seabold has returned to Souths. That's it. The Mighty Manly Seagulls, 22, defeated the Parramatta Eels, 18. At Brookie, uh, Manly's 22, tries to Marty DePau, DCE, Danny Levy, and uh, Joel Thompson. Garrick, three of four conversions. And the uh, Eels, a double to Michael Jennings. Wunga Blake and George Jennings tries. Gutho, one of three conversions. 
Anthony said, lucky to catch power on an off night, but still showed a shitload of guts to seal it. Always proud when a win is a win like this. Oh yeah, and suck my dick from the back. Para. Ryan said, redemption. Eat a bag of dicks, Parramatta, because the touchy with the painted on eyes couldn't save you tonight. Brave effort from the boys after suffering through those injuries. DCE had an absolute blinder. Century of DCE and puts Yuri of Cleary to shame. Um, look, I'm not going to pretend I know what that means. That sounds like some fucking weird, like my dad fucking jizzed into a fucking Atari 7800 once and nine months later, Cherry Evans was born. (laughs) Oh, David. If only Adam could see you now, I think he'd have some choice fucking words for you. (laughs) Oh, well, you know what I'd do? What? Fucking sneeze on the cunt and put him into a coma. Ah, but he's had his jab. Yeah. He's all good. He's joined the, he's, he's joined the, the land of the have-vaxxers. Oh, no, I'm, I'm not saying I'd give him the flu. There's a hundred other things that I've got that he's got no protection for. <laughs> yeah, fucking. I mean, uh, most, of them, most, uh, most of them delivered via... via if you had to, you'd have to fuck him to pass them on. No, that, that's, <laughs> that's how condensed it is in my body. Now if I just inhale deeply and spit at someone, <laughs> I can give them AIDS media. Oh. At Fish Fish Goose on Twitter said, I put the kids to bed and missed the start of Paramanly. So I jumped back on KO and put the phone down. 15 minute delay from live. Proceeded to watch Paramanly from round four. We won. <laughs> <laughs> uh, at Splendid Absalom said, It was worth losing three in a row to be able to watch Parramatta once again specialise so completely in failure. Yes. And the final word goes to at C64 mid resi on Twitter. Said, well done to Manly. Desi pulled a dazzler. Eels never went away, but Evans was everywhere. He has grown so much as a player. Well done, Manly. Is that it? That's it. Sharkies 46 to feed the Warriors 10 at Central Coast. Um, the Sharkies 46 tries to Hamlin Ueli, Johnson, Will Kennedy, Mutalo, or Mut, the Mut. As he should be known. Whoops. Uh, Katoa with a double and Ramian with a double. Sean Johnson, seven of eight conversions. The Warriors had tries to Ken Mamalo and Wade Egan and uh, a conversion to RTS. Warriors almost as head fucked as the Broncos. It was Michael in the Facebook group. Fuck, there's a lot of Michael Warriors fans. Uh, Another Michael, who's not a Warriors fan, said, we won, the Warriors are bad. And don't want to be here. On to the next. Robert said, Sharks deserve to beat us by 50. We are bad, but we ain't Broncos bad. <laughs> Clevo said, hashtag horny for Shawnee. It's, it's not going to be a thing, man. This, you, this, you know, the problem is, it's all fucking been started now. Every single one that has jumped off this year is your fault. Well. Your fault. Yeah. Imitation is a sincerest form of flattery. Imitation is the sincerest form of getting the most surefire form of getting absolute bucket loads of shit fucking hashtags thrown in the mix <laughs> all fucking season. Well, hashtag Yuri of Cleary. It is what it is. Hashtag Century of uh, And at Sam Grah 589030076. There's a shitload of fucking Sam Grahs on Twitter. 
don't just click the fucking handle they recommend to you. <laughs> as a Warriors supporter, watching today's game was about as fun as pushing a Macca straw into the eye of my phallus. Can't wait for next week against East. <laughs> Stay positive, brother. The Panthers 22 defeated the Cowboys 10 at Panthers Stadium. Uh, 22 came through tries to Luai, Cleary, Naden, and Grutton. Uh, three or four conversions to Cleary. Uh, the Cowboys 10 tries to um, Tabuai Fido and Arcee. Felt one of two conversions. Monique in the Facebook group said, Sloppy first, but Cleary grabbed that second half by the balls. Indeed, he did. Uh, Stewart said, another solid performance from the Panthers. Cowboys played very well, but we always looked in control, which is especially promising given we finished with two-thirds of our back line. Consistent with what we've done all season, we built that win on our defense and did just enough in attack. Other than Sharks last week, that's been the story of our season, and here we are at the top of the table. Fuck yes. Chris in Facebook said, an ugly win is still a win. Champions come out on top, though. Hashtag Yeary of Cleary. James said, an ugly match. Penrith played well below par. Didn't respect the opposition and nearly paid the price. But two points is two points, and at the top of the table we go. All I ask from here on is the boys don't let it go to their head. Hashtag Yeary of Cleary. Hashtag Willies for Billy. Billy Burton showed his dick on the field. Not on purpose. Yeah, as I was saying, Facebook this afternoon, someone, someone in the in the, the mailbag, I think it was Terry, uh, said, you know, just you know, discuss. <laughs> and a picture of my wall. I said, it's a pain. If you pull that out of the ocean with a fishing rod, you'd be legally obligated to throw it back in to, to become full grown. <laughs> you know, that, yeah. What else can you discuss about? Yeah, it? come on. Let, let's be frank here. Are you saying he's a grower, not a shower? No, I'm. I'm saying that Andrew Eddinghausen, <laughs> yeah, isn't showing off either of our todgers if he catches out of the ocean either. So you know. <laughs> I'm, uh, uh, Graham, I'm, I'm fairly comfortable. Graham said, Yuri of Cleary, simply a class above. We haven't seen a half defend like him since Joey. Uh, at Geo underscore Ute from Twitter said, King Chinius brings the goods. Hashtag Yuri of Cleary. And the biggest tiger says, Wow, Cleary was amazing in this game. Truly Yuri of Cleary. Fucking is. He does. I don't think. I don't think he said. I don't think he said that at all. I think you're actually reading. You're not reading his tweet correctly. Wow, Cleary was amazing in this game, truly. And hashtag Yuri of Cleary. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he doesn't say hashtag Yuri Cleary. He's got it. He's doing. He's pushing his own separate agenda, going hashtag Cleary's year or something like that. He's, Is he? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you fucking got it in front of you unless you wrote it down by hand. No. <laughs> you hashtag Yuri of Cleary. You yeah. are you are fake news. I will have to fucking I'll have to I'll have to double check that because I think you are actually roping in someone into into your fucking charade that uh unfairly so because I mean history is gonna look back on people using that hashtag very unkindly and uh it's probably gonna be a reason for cancellation of of life and, and career within the next fucking three years. <laughs> so <laughs> I certainly know that uh, that uh, that when I when I assume command <laughs> of this junta, <laughs> the first people, the first thing I do, my first order of business is to open up twitter.com, do a search for hashtag you Cleary and and send my fucking Gestapo <laughs> to round those motherfuckers up. <laughs> Look, I'm just impressed that we haven't had the rival hashtag Hashtag all Yearies matter. 
<sighs> which I, I was expecting, honestly, from most of the Cronulla fans. Yeah, you actually think, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, because yeah, because let's face it. I mean, the 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 Venn diagram between all, hashtag All Lives Matter and hashtag Up Up, up Cronulla, Cronulla is a fucking circle. Yeah, like one hundred percent a circle. Exactly. Um. And where are we? We've got the. Oh, see, that was the last game. That's the last game. So now we're going to move into previews. And in that, in discussing that, we'll go through last starts. Yes, yes. And we'll see how that works. How you feel so far? Mm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's see. Okay, previews this week. First up, the uh, Thursday game is the Eels taking on the Tigers at Bankwest. The uh, Jungle <laughs> <laughs> Cup. And uh, the Eels, they've got Blake Ferguson coming back into the wing. They've got Mitchell Moses coming back in the half. They've got Ryan Madison coming back in the second row. Um, they have got rid of George Jennings, Jai Field, and David Gower, uh, all outside the 17, and uh, Brad Takarangi in 17. The Tigers. Look, I just need to quickly crack open Twitter because I think there's been a, a number of uh, ructions in the Tigers lineup over the last couple of hours. What I'm looking at on Tuesday is that Cheekham's come into the second row and Garner has gone out of the side. But I think that it's crazy. I think there's, been, I think there's way more that's happened since then. Um... I know I'm, I'm I'm fairly sure that Thomas McKayley's out. Um, and I'm not sure who else. I have to have a look and see. Uh, just gonna scroll through quickly because I remember before we started started uh, recording, the um, I started seeing these things. Yeah, McKayley's out. They say. Mm. Um, fuck it, they've lost a lot more people. I haven't got the, the latest update in front of me. But yeah, I would expect the Tigers team to look a lot different to the one that we got uh, that we were given uh, for Tuesday, and uh, not that I thought the Tigers really uh, a, a massive chance of winning the game, but I think it, their chances may have uh, decreased even more so. So the Eels last week were absolutely repugnant <laughs> in the first half, and you know what. They were for large parts of the of the second half as well. I mean, if they weren't given possibly the worst fucking video ref decision we've had this year, I know there was a bad one. Um, there was a bad one in that Warriors Titans game last week, yeah. like the week before, and uh, Canberra got cunted with something too. In you know, not last week, in the last round, but the round before's games as well. Mm. Um, but that fucking strike. <laughs> With, with the explanation from the fucking video referee saying, you know, essentially, Marty Tapao likes to offload. So based on the fact that he's offloaded in the past, I'm going to say that he was probably, I'm going to creep inside his fucking mind with my fucking king brain genius referee brain and say he was probably going to offload that time as well. So in that case, it was okay to have a two-man strip because he was probably going to try and offload at some point. <laughs> Fucking retarded 
cancel me, bitch. Um, just and but I, I mean, I, I mainly defended, you know, very well. Obviously, with you know, massively down on troops. Uh, Sivo, I can't believe he's fronting up, uh, you know, uh, again this week after being fucking ended by Brad Parker, who crossed over the entire width of the field to fucking murder him at the end of the game, <laughs> just out of spite. Look at this. Parramatta realistically dropped one game. You know, they they did it when they were down on troops more than at any stage for the rest of the year. They get a lot of those troops back. Looking at how West performed against Brisbane, the scoreline was fucking massive, obviously. Yes. And you, you need to take advantage of opportunities when they come in front of you. But looking over it, the Tigers still missed 27 tackles against a Broncos team that was doing very fucking little in attack. The, the, the thing is, with the, and with the Broncos team as well, they, they, were, they were given, like literally given four tries yeah. just through like, just through stuff like the, the fuck up and Benji picking it up and uh, running in, or no, but just like the like like you'd like Payne Haas just like waving a guy through, yeah, <laughs> fucking or, uh, or the Broncos just being comp- like three men offside. Oh, and you see that one when you see that one when when Osako just fucking spears in from the just from the wing second row, like Corey he, he he spears in from the set, he spears in from the yeah. outside. And takes absolutely nobody, yep. leaving two guys just there to do whatever the yeah, fuck they want. That's you know, it. Like, and again, you need to be good enough to convert those when they're in front of you. Yep. And it was still an 80-minute game. There was still some fucking hard work done in the middle. But I think both last week's starts can potentially give you a false sense of how close this game would be. I expect Parramatta to win it very easily. Yeah, I think Parramatta... I think Parramatta I mean, like, this is the thing. Parramatta did done extremely well covering the loss of Mitchell Moses. Yes. Extremely well. Until last week, um, but yeah, with him with him coming back in the side, I, I just expect their general level of game management to uh, to level up, and mm-hmm. uh, and I think that they'll probably get back more, you know, back to the way that they have been playing. Because I mean, they weren't they weren't great that great the week before either with the, against the Knights, um, but I expect them to get you know back to something like what we've seen. And uh, and look, you know, as you said with the defence of the Tigers, I mean, they're you know, they're certainly happy to oblige a side mm-hmm. that yep. has better attacking weapons than the Brisbane Broncos yep. and an actual you know yep. something to play for. That's it. The North Queensland Cowboys take on the mighty Manly Seagulls at Cunt Bank. What's it called? The Bedpan up <laughs> up there. Um, Something we, else, the glue factory. Didn't yeah, we? the glue for the ab. Well, that wasn't the abside. No, it was the yeah, the abside. Yeah. Um, I just saw the match officials and saw Henry Perinara. I thought, oh, Hen- Henry, Henry, I'm going to send that up as no try and fucking let the video referee make the decision Man, for me, Perinara. But it just fucking triggered me all over again. This bullshit with these these video referees. I love that they're trying to get old players in there, not as necessarily the guy in control of the video referee. Like they'll have a an established referee yeah. and then like a co-star. Yeah. For example, in this game, Jared Maxwell's a video referee and Brian Norrie's in there. Yep. You know, the tradesman like fucking Victorian country fucking yep. guy that did a job for Craig. Last week in the Manly game, it was fucking who was the main guy? I can't remember. Fucking lost it. But the ex-player, Bo Scott, in a game featuring Parramatta. Like, in the interest of time, can we just do a TLDR? You're fucking refs faulting because Manly is shit. No, they won the game. The, All uh, I'm saying is... you said last week. 
Hmm? You said last week. No, this game, yeah, this is the one, the game against the Eels. Oh, the game, oh, sorry, I thought you meant the previous one. Yeah, so the game, a game that Parramatta's in features a player who the team he played for yeah, that's was, cool. was in the game. And considering you've got all these old players and you've got all these referees mm-hmm. and all that sort of shit, it's very fucking easy to throw him into an, any, any one of seven, choose fucking seven yeah, games to throw it. him into that don't feature his ex-team. It just it's just fucking stinks a bit, but um, especially when then they could they conjure up this fucking Wanga Blake strip bullshit fucking, you know, the one of the worst decisions ever. You both got in there. I'll tell you what, for not cunt. refs faulting, you seem to be fucking refs faulting a hell of a lot. You fucking refs faulter. What I'm doing is I'm fucking refs bashing, and the reason why I'm ref because it's it's refs. I mean, you can't say oh it's the refs fault. It's it's oh we we won. It's your fault. No, it's to, to your credit. You know, if, if I'm going to say something about the refs, no. it's to their credit that we won. However, that's, that's a term just in the popular vernacular what that I'm, means ref bash. Yeah, Since the, you fucking coined the fucking thing, yeah. you should understand that. Yeah, well, I mean, I coined it after observing fans of your fucking side, to be perfectly honest, absolutely detonating. And we're over- proud to be your muse. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I, yeah, just uh, do do better and. If both got if if I was re- if I was a video referee, I was an established first grade referee, and I'm in the video referee box, and both Scott's there. So in this new as format, if, as we're if talking about fucking Parramatta playing West, and uh, you're on a fucking cunt manly refs fault tangent. But if you had if you were if you were if you were refer- if you were refereeing uh, a, a video refereeing a game, and both Scott's in there, as if you were like, yeah, that's a fucking try, cunt. I'll fucking bash you. <laughs> You'd be like, yes, Mister Scott. I tell you what. This time, how about you press the button? No. You make it go green. Yeah, <laughs> uh, is it, you can control the chicken time. Tell you what, if, if, <laughs> if this new format was a fucking surface, it'd be Brookvale Oval. Fucking glorious looking surface, this, this is snapping ACLs in my brain. Oh, it's a fucking beautiful field at the moment. I mean, it's, it's just amazing with COVID, giving, giving it actually a good rest. <laughs> but, uh, oh, the look, Cowboys, look, they are a fucking die aside. Having Paul Green with them for one more week did them no favours whatsoever. They have a lot of youthful exuberance in young players that look like they may go on to become something. Mm. But this week, when you look at the... I mean, I, I just don't see Jake Clifford and Dejan Asi as a halves pairing of the fucking next generation. Yeah, obviously, yeah. obviously uh, Morgan's yet to come back, and I think he might yep. come back next week. Yep. But... Um, there's just there's a lot of there's a lot of young talent in there, with the emphasis on young. And you know you you got a sprinkling of guys in there who are just fucking horrible too, like SR Masters. Yes, that's it. Cohen Hess. Remember when Cohen Hess was a thing? Yeah, like for like one season. Yeah, yeah, not anymore. Mm. I just don't. I uh, you know the the only player that 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 really inspires any any fear in me is uh, is Francis Molo there uh, starting at prop. Because he's literally killed someone on the football field before, but um, <laughs> other than that, I mean, I'm not laughing. That's I, a joke. Yeah, that, that, that's that's some real shit. That guy had fucking kids and everything. Francis Molly should never be fucking playing football again. The cunt. Um, never forget. I I don't see any world in which the bounce the Cowboys get is high enough to take this manly side. You know what? I don't even think it's. The, it's I don't think it's going to be the bounce that gives them the opportunity. Going up there in North Queensland at the moment in the COVID era is a difficult thing because teams have to fly up there the day, the day yeah. and then play the game at six pm. Yeah, so, so that yeah. sort of thing. 
you know, it could be it could be a factor, but uh, I think also there's it's obviously a massive lift to have um, Fenua Blake back in the side, and he's just, he's the kind of when you when you're in a in a game with Talmalolo, you need your own fucking guy that's going to cart up 200 meters and yeah, shit as well, you know, to match it. And no one else in our side would have been able to do that, so it's mm. great to have him back. Um, Look, I'm just happy that your winning percentage now without your fucking retarded effort face fullback is actually a number. Well, look, I mean, our, our, we'd have to isolate all the games as always. We have to isolate the games where he hasn't, where he's the he's the player that's out at the moment. We had four out of five of our best players out last week. This week we got one back, so that's great. So now we only got three out, three out of five. Yeah, sele- selective data sampling doesn't work. It's enough. You're, just just be happy. With you're it. actually selective data sampling here. That's that's the point I'm trying to make. Just now, um, just be happy. It's a number. And uh, I'll be happy that it's a uh, it's a number this week and a number next week too. But um, well, yeah, once it's a number, you can't go back to it's not a number. We're talking about percentages. Well, we're talking about the number growing massively. Okay. Unlike a certain person's fucking <laughs> <laughs> exposed penis. <laughs> um. <laughs> Uh, yeah, uh, mainly. Yeah, mainly. Um, <laughs> the Broncos take on the storm at Suncorp Stadium. Do we, we? We don't even have to talk about last week's game. Let's see the Broncos though. They do have some changes. Dearden's coming in. He's going to be the halfback. Um, Corey Pakes is going to be the is going to be the hooker. They bring in Tyson Gamble, Reese Kennedy uh, on the interchange. Shuffled. Milford goes to fullback. Brody Croft goes to five eighth. Ben Tio's on the interchange. I mean, you know, where he should be at best. And then Corio is injured uh, with the, the, the compound fracture that wasn't. Yeah. And the, 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 the compound fracture that was a hematoma. Um, Isaac Luke dropped. Uh, Jermaine Osako dropped. Tessie knew. I thought it was dropped, but then I think they said he might be having like wrist surgery or something as yeah. well. Um, look, I don't fucking care about any of these things that the, the Brisbane Broncos have done. This is the absolute epitome of shuffling the fucking deck, the chairs on the deck oh, of the Titanic. Titanic. Yeah. Like this, the epitome of it. Yeah. And- Darius Boyd's still there at four. Yep. Honestly, and <sighs> there is no fucking way that this Broncos team, like if, if they put a try on them. Yep. It would only be through complete defensive slumber because Melbourne know that they could actually let the Broncos score as many as they wanted. I'm going to tell you the scenario. It would still the run scenario the is up. a Melbourne Storm player actually has a compound fracture and the bone is just like sticking out and then his guy on his left and his guy on his right are just like vomiting <laughs> on the field. And then, and then that creates... A three-man deficiency in the in the line that the Broncos just get over in the corner and has to go upstairs because the, the the line may be in question. Yeah, okay. and the put down. <laughs> That's, yeah, okay. Um, and the player in the fucking box is Matt Lodge. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. look, look at even and yeah, Mel- Melbourne played some some relatively poor opposition last week as yep. well, but they just do so many fucking things right. Look around it, and and even just the little fucking deceptive plays. Now, this is a sort of gamesmanship I don't mind. 
where Melbourne do everything to set up on a short side mm-hmm. and then just don't go there. Yep. You know, just just up. But everyone knows exactly what they're doing and they do their little fucking jobs to absolute yep. perfection. Um, they're just fucking clinical. They relentlessly go up the middle. That's where Brisbane's soft. You look at what they got out wide. Like, Addo Carr was so fucking fast last week that he got up, he yep. scored his try, and he had run out of breath cheering himself <laughs> before other people got to him <laughs> to congratulate himself. Yeah. That's yeah. how fucking quick the gut is. Yeah. In saying that, the Storm made 16 errors last week. So there's a little bit of a softer. Yeah, but do you have like a do you have like a graph on when those errors took place? Yeah, they're not trash time errors. I mean, because they're you know they're, they're not they're, trash time. They're errors. leading by a lot very quickly. Yeah, but this year that's been it's been very un Melbourne like in terms of the discipline this year. So there's no way in the fucking world that Brisbane get them. I was just making that point that there's, yeah, yeah, there's the odd drops in them. Yeah, they happen. Melbourne 13 plus, put your house on it. The one thing that was interesting in this game, knowing the lineup initially, uh, you've got Jamil Hopawade in 16. Yes. When the teams were originally announced, yeah. it was John Hopawade. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. And for a second, you get excited. You think, well, fuck, the Broncos have finally got someone in who actually can penetrate the line. <laughs> but um, no, it's uh, Jamil. The Warriors take on the Roosters uh, Saturday over at Central Coast Stadium. Um, in for the Warriors, you've got uh, Pompey. Uh, Channel Harris Tavita and Lachlan Burr. Uh, Hetherington has been um, promoted to prop starting. Uh, Jazz Tavanga is in. Um, Herbert is out. And uh, Parsi and Carl Lawton are out. And so Parsi won't be taking the field in his last Australian game of the season. And this is the last game for Fuss and uh, Mamalo. Yeah. Look. We all know the issues with the Warriors. We've been over it. And and this is one of those things where it is just a fucking sad reality of the situation in the world at the moment. Looking at the Warriors forwards last week, Blair ran for 45 metres. Yeah, I saw an article about that today, actually. He copped, uh, the, he copped the bollocking. Yeah. As Parsi, rightly so. Yeah, fuck yeah. Parsi ran for 45 metres. So obviously Parsi, he's just not been in it for how you know however fucking long. Papali'i ran for 39 metres. Yep. Uh, Tanil Brown ran for 74. Tohu Harris mm-hmm. ran for 87. But that took him 12 runs. Yep. You know, so th- that's the sort of stuff. Like, it, it's fucking hard being a forward to get out there and for 80 minutes, like, absolutely busting yourself, running into guys that are just as fucking massive as you are. Mm-hmm. They've got three mates with them. Yep. And you got to do that over and over and over and over and over again. That's the sort of stuff that when you've been away from home for months and you miss your family and you miss your kids and, and all this stuff, that's what goes first. So the the Warriors just aren't going to be a threat, I don't think, from here on in, in any way, shape or form. So No, the Roosters, uh, uncharacteristic. Like the, It was funny, that game the, the other night with the Roosters and the Raiders, it never really felt like there was any time there where the roosters were like losing mm. that game yeah and i mean even to the point where it was only by the by the grace of a, a narrowly forward pass at the end there that they would have scored down the left yep. and actually won the game as yeah. well like yeah it just felt like they were kind of in comfort mode 
for you know the, until the last sort of five minutes or three four minutes when yeah. they're down to like two possessions to go. Yeah, and maybe that maybe that was positive for them because there were some fucking soft defensive choices made and efforts made up the middle that night. Yep, by the Roosters, especially close to their try line, very uncharacteristic. But but maybe that's what they needed, and and not a bad opposition to go up against the next week when you're trying to consolidate. Yep, and they've lost Angus Crichton for this one. Um, Nat Butcher comes in, and uh, what else have we got there? Orbison in the second row, Isaac Lee to lock, and uh, SST at prop, and they've uh, pushed out Lindsay Collins to the interchange bench. Mm-hmm. Um, look, I think the Roosters by it's it's almost crazy to just to even talk about. Yeah. Teams like the Roosters up against teams like the Warriors. I don't think there's any p- possible upset boil over scenario. Like the Warriors is down on troops. I saw an article as well where they're saying like, also this whole play alone thing is great and all, mm. but the players that we're being offered are like all unfucking tried. Yeah. Like my idea is to send some manly guys over there to get them some Spot game on. time. Like, yeah, we're getting these like twenty year old untried untried players. We'd actually, you know, we actually might just opt out of this whole loan scheme altogether and try and use, you know, fucking the scraps we've got sat around here. And um, because really, you know, they've seen through it. You know, people we, we're blooding talent for other people. Uh, well, that's what they other people want us to do. But yeah, I think the Roosters, anyone versus the Warriors in the near future, is a, almost a, a guaranteed win. Unfortunately for the yeah. Cuzzies, the Sharks take on the Dragons. At uh, Netstrata Jubilee Stadium, the Sharks have Jack Williams into the side. They have uh, Wilton onto the interchange, and uh, Toby Rudolph goes to lock Talakai to second row, and uh, Britton Nakora and Scott Sorensen out. The Dragons, uh, Jacob Host comes into the interchange. Um, Fuimoono comes in the second row. Tarek Sims out. Mm. Now let's be honest. The Dragons did not deserve to win that game last week. No, they did not. It took some of the stupidest fucking looking... Like, there are, there are stupid plays that people do from now and then that uh, result in... So, but then there are plays that are, like, an extra so stupid that they just look ultra embarrassing. Like, yes. just terrible, embarrassing shit. And that final play of that game to let Corey Norman score that try was one of those just yeah. all-time. Yep. Like, I have no love for either side and no particular animosity for either side. Nope. Watching the game is an extreme neutral with the only vested interest being that I wanted the dogs to win because it gave the chance to the Broncos to get the spoon. Yes. But that play was so fucking embarrassing. It was like watching George Costanza on Seinfeld or something. It was like, you're just embarrassed. Like, we're watching Ricky Gervais on The Office. It's like, you're just so fucking embarrassed for him. Yes. <laughs> like, it's, it's you, un- you're cringing. Crin- just the epitome of cringe. Yes. The doggies in the first half, though, you know, they went, they went, you know, they, they went quite well and the dragons were fucking awful. Mm. And the the Dragons points, I mean, they must have scored. They scored two tries like in the last, what, five? Yep. Three, you know. So let's, and then the Sharks, I mean, once again, what do you say about them? They beat up on an absolutely hapless opposition Mm -hmm. that we've already established are not there. Yep. Uh, The week before, they were fucking slaughtered by by your Panthers. And the 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 old it ultimately boils down to it's it's a it's a difficult game to pick because 
the Dragons have certainly been playing better, and you know they've they've formally they're what they're what four out of the last six games or something like that. I mean, mm. they've actually got winning form of late. I the th- the yeah. difference is, I think the ceiling for the Sharks is a lot higher than the Dragons. Oh, absolutely, yeah, one hundred percent. The Dragons over the last couple of weeks have have been relying on a a little bit of good fortune, you know, and. Obviously, again, just like with the Tigers, you need to be there and take advantage of it to to make it happen. But but things like uh, you know last week for the Dragons when Lomax had his catch, incredible fucking take, and then pass to Dufty to score that try. Yep, that's not a high percentage play that you formulated at training and that you've identified a weakness in the defence to go at them over and over and over until it succeeds. That was a fucking highlight reel, and it looks great, and you know it's worth four points, just like any other try. But that's not the sort of thing that you can back continued success on. You know the the gap that Aiken ran through for his try doesn't tend to appear before you every week when when yep. you're playing better quality sides. My feel for this game is that. The Sharks have enough of a little brother syndrome against the Dragons still. And they've played, you know, recently and the, the Sharks were lost in a, you know, I think it was the first win that the Dragons had all year. Yep. So. And this is an opportunity for the Sharks to really pull the Dragons down to their style of play and beat them with experience. I expect this one to get a little bit gritty and the Sharks are a better team at that. Yep. I agree. Uh, the Raiders take on the Rabbitohs at GIO. So, with the Raiders, uh, Harley Smith-Shields comes into the interchange. Jordan Rapiner moves to centre. Semi Valame is the wing. Oldfield's out. Bateman in the 21. Mm. Which seems kind of massively premature, right? Um, the Rabbits. Yeah, probably just need a name. Yeah. I just had to fill it in. Yeah. So, the Rabbits, uh, Campbell Graham uh, into centre. Jack Johns to interchange. Bailey Searin in the second row. And... Ethan Lowe and James Roberts are out. Yeah, the I just yeah. The bunnies, like they they had a fucking great great comeback <clears throat> in the last fifteen minutes once the Knights had pretty much put the queue in the rack. I tell you what though, that last fifteen minutes, Damien Cook was doing Damien Cook shit. Yeah. Like he was like, Oh, yeah. okay, he can he, yeah. he remembers. Up until that point. South's attack was that fucking stiff mm-hmm. that necrophiliacs were trying to fuck it. It it was absolutely fucking nowhere. I I remember the feeling coming to me at, as I was watching them in the first little while of this game. There's no movement in their attack until no. the ball lands. Yep. And that South Sydney side that was absolutely fucking dangerous everywhere last year the entire fucking line, they were running with that much fucking depth, but there was movement. Everyone yeah. was moving. Almost every tackle. In this one, you're stagnant until the ball gets out. Yep. It's a completely different offensive setup. Yep. Um, I, Canberra, you know, if, if there is one thing that Ricky Stewart knows how to do, it's get people worked up for a cause. Mm-hmm. Uh, and obviously had the motivation for them to do that last week because they were a fucking solid football team. Question. Yeah, I mean, like, well, honestly, you know, predictions of their death were, were exaggerated. 
I couldn't. I actually couldn't believe how. And I mean, even it was. It was just the second half thing too, because even in the first half, that game was kind of going to yep. the script that I thought it would. So I mean, it was massive credit to them to turn it around in the second half the way they did. Yeah, I. A tough one. I still. I. Th- I, I, I think the Raiders will be too strong in the middle. Yeah, I, and I just I, across the whole park. I just the I just can't. Like the rabbits are one of the most confusing sides this season yeah. because they should be. You look at them and they sh- and they should be good, and they win some games, but they just. Yeah. I just I can't rate them. Yep. So I'm gonna say I mean even though I thought the Canberra Raiders were slipping, I think the Raiders are gonna get them. Mm. The Knights take on the Bulldogs at McDonald Jones. Knights, no changes to their squad. The Doggies, Avarillo comes into centre. Brandon Wakeham to interchange. Um, Marcelo Montoya goes to the wing. And Christian Crichton and Suaso Sue are out. Yeah. Th- again, you would assume a, a foregone conclusion. I'm just looking. Um... Bradman Best is paying $2 anytime try scorer, so put your house on that. Or put all the winnings that you've gotten from our rock-solid tips on putting every single Storm player as an anytime try scorer. <laughs> <laughs> Multi that shit into this. Yeah. Fucking, and send us 10%. There is no way that that there is anything but one potential outcome in this one. Uh, yeah, there was certainly no bounce, um, you know, for the doggies mm. last week. Although I, I say that, but they probably scored their highest total of the yeah. year, right? There, In there half were times. As well. There were times last week that the doggies seemed to lift their intensity and lift their pace, and they weren't just being fucking useless yeah. plotters. Those times were called the times when Kieran Forum was on the field. <laughs> And then when he, I, I honestly believe that if he had been on the field in the last, you know, 20 minutes, 30 minutes, whatever, hmm. second half, if he had been on the field, yep. they would have won. And I think they would have won easily. Yeah. But uh, he wasn't. So. Yeah. No, it's 13 plus. The Titans take on the Panthers. Seabus. You going down to this? Uh, I don't know. Sunday I have, afternoon at four. I have um, an extremely fucking important occasion my uh my young niece is turning one so i'll be down there on saturday mm-hmm. and um i spent some time down the gold coast <laughs> last weekend yes so i might have uh pf sd <laughs> post fucking stress disorder but um <laughs> We'll see. And honestly, I, I haven't looked at the clusterfuck to get tickets yet either. I assume it'll be a yeah. fucking lottery. And well, Oh, no, it's the Titans. They'll be fucking no. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> nice. Uh, so anyway, the, the Gold Coast Titans side. Uh, Copley's in um, center. Kevin Proctor, the second row. Uh, Sammy goes to the wing. Spry demoted to the reserves. And uh, Bo Firma is out. The Panthers... Caleb Aikens comes in to fullback, replacing Dylan Edwards, injured again. Mitch Kenny comes into hooker, replacing Appy. And uh, Malaki Wateni Zalesniak comes onto the wing. The uh, hole created by uh, Dean Fare. It's the best chance. It's the best chance any side's had to get us all year when we are fucking ravaged with injuries. 
um, have the obvious choice for New South Wales hooker on the sidelines. Uh, so, and Titans will always get up for a Panthers game. Why? Oh, the fact that we didn't want Tyrone Peachy or Bryce Cartwright or any of the other fucking rejects we sent up there. Yeah, well, Peachy's the only one that's actually going to be anywhere near the stadium <laughs> in this game. Is, is Mitch Rain? No, Mitch Rain's not playing, is he? Uh, no, no. Aaron Clark, I think, has yeah, pretty much taken, yeah. taken that one. Oh, well done, Titans. Well fucking done. <laughs> Um, th- th- look, this habit Penrith have recently of getting off to flying starts and scoring in the first couple of minutes and then just doing fuck all for half an hour. Yeah. You can't... Oh, look, okay, you probably can do that against the Titans, but I don't want them to. Yeah, but remember, the the Warriors did that against the Titans. True, yeah. exactly. <laughs> and look where that got them. Yeah, exactly. This is a game where... Where it's risky because, as I've said previously, the most dangerous thing in the world is a Penrith Panthers player that understands that they might be in a good team. Yep. Complacency is a fucking huge risk. A huge risk. This team, I think, is more mentally stable and able to get out of bad situations better than Panthers teams of years before, like they showed against the Cowboys. And Nathan Cleary last week put on a fucking Dally M winning performance. When he collects the fucking Dally M in the hashtag year of Cleary, there will be highlights from this game. That, that That's essentially when when his campaign picked up momentum. And he's leading with his defense. To have your half go out there, and just off the top of my head, there was that example like where he's making like two tackles in one set and the second one knocks the ball free. Fucking absolute try-savers meters out from the try line. He is the best defensive seven in the comp at the moment. And that is not hyperbole. Name a better defensive seven. I'm just working my way through the competition at the moment just to think about who plays seven for every team in the competition. Hmm. I don't know. Hmm. Exactly. I guess because I mean, ain't one. Yeah, I guess he just, I guess he just needs to. Uh, it's just a testament to the field, the, to the players that he has around him, that he has to be doing it, doing shit that's not yeah, his job. He feels, he feels so inspired to get in there. He has and, to do shit. Do that, yeah, it's, he's like, it's, um, it's like a, if Tony Carroll wasn't doing the, wasn't doing his share, and Darren Lock is like, fuck, I'll muck in. Well, <laughs> you know, you, you look, and and on that note, it is funny you say that because the unsung fucking heroes are guys like Fisher Harris. I don't think he's unsung at all. Most underrated <laughs> player in rugby league. Oh, fuck, here we go. That's the fourth one. Is it the fourth one in two years? Well, as soon as I start saying that, can't start rating me. <laughs> yeah? I thought it was Liam Martin like two weeks ago. <laughs> it was. But have you heard the fucking praise he's getting? No. People <laughs> Honestly, call- no. <laughs> people are calling him solid. That's not underrated. <laughs> They're calling him workmanlike. <laughs> oh. Um. But Fisher's numbers last week, 246 metres and 58 tackles with only three misses. That's fucking massive. You know? That's the sort of effort that they'll need. And as long as everything goes to plan and, and they can have a game plan structured around the replacements that have had to make and where the Titans are weak everywhere, Penn should win fairly comfortably. I can't believe you spent this long talking about a fucking game against the Titans, to be perfectly honest. 
the fact that a conversation even needs to be had about the prospects of the Panthers winning this it's winning because, against the fucking Titans. It's because you know we're we're in the same position as Manly. Like we have been crueled by injuries. Obviously, you know, not as um, crucial to our team as the the fullback that you've built your club around. Well, yeah, I mean Dylan Edwards. I mean, fuck, but, it's funny. You do a Google search on Dylan Edwards, and like the top ten fucking results are twenty seventeen. Knee injury, fucking twenty eighteen shoulder injury. Dylan Edwards is is out. Dylan Edwards is going to be moved onto the club because he's fucking never yeah, exactly. plays till he's injured. Yeah, exactly. So you know, like I'm saying, I'm trying to empathise with you here about having a biscuity fullback. Yeah, I couldn't. Yeah. I couldn't. I I couldn't tell you what that feels like to be honest. Couldn't you? No. Okay. No, not at all. Okay. And uh, just just make sure yours is right for Origin. That's all I care about. He'll be right for the grand final, Penrith, and then, uh, then, uh, then uh, yeah, obviously, fucking duh. Well, he'll probably want to go to the grand final because he'll be swept up in hashtag Yeary of Cleary momentum like everyone else. Uh, unlikely. Like the, big, um, the biggest challenge that fucking Volandis has to face is how to have whoever faces us in the grand final not like showing up on the big screen hashtagging Yeary of Cleary on their Twitter account. Literally... Zero players like in the you know, in the National Rugby League will ever tweet that fucking hashtag, or or just have them not just want to go here, Nathan, and just pass the ball to him because it's fucking Yuri of Cleary. Yeah, <laughs> they'll uh, he'll 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 fucking get some kind of degenerative chin disease, and they'll and they'll pass the ball to him when he's driving around in the back of a fucking Ute with the rest of, with the rest of the retiring players. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, mailbag this week. Uh, first up, Stuart. If hypothetically Newcastle beat Brisbane forty-eight nil, and all the press was about the Broncos, would there be howls for credit? As a Tigers fan, I don't care because it's all part of the cosmic ballet that is ninth, and the Els will belt us tomorrow. So I think what he's saying is that no one's giving the West Tigers credit. And for beating the Broncos, and he's trying to hide that as saying Knights fans whinge about credit. In yeah, fact, yeah, yeah, that that's yeah. In fact, he is the fucking credit. He is the one seeking credit. Yes, and uh, as the old bankers of the <laughs> of the show, we have to say deny. <laughs> Mitch said, "How bad has Queensland culture and attitude gotten when they can take a finely tuned, expertly coached premiership winning athletes like Jack Bird and Val Holmes and turn them to the mud? Poor blokes, you hate to see it." Defund Queensland Rugby League, kick them all out of the comp with Souths. <laughs> Couldn't agree more on every point. Um, Hamish said, what are your thoughts on the Warriors getting all home games next season? Is that an actual thing or is that a mooted, you know, potential thing? You know, if it was, if they did, I, you know, I don't have a massive issue with it. I mean, getting all home games is different to serving all games as away. away games. Yeah, I mean, there's a huge fucking difference in those two scenarios. Yeah, that's it. Um, but hey, if they're this shit, doesn't matter where they play, right? Yeah. No, look, I, 
I guess it comes down to what do you believe is the Warriors payment for the sacrifice they've made this season to play their part to keep the competition going intact in full. Yeah, you know what? Some real talk. Their continued presence in the competition. Being paid. Look, looking at it, just because I don't know this off, off the top of my head, and I'll be wondering if you'd find it earlier. You might have to just go fucking right back. So round one. Round one, they lost by 20 points to the Knights. Mm-hmm. Round two, they lost by 14 points to the Raiders. That was that one where they got a penalty try. That's it. And, they hit that, and up to that point, they hadn't scored a try. Uh... Now, round three, yeah. they beat the Dragons 18-0 because yep. they're shit cunts. Yep. Then they got fucking blown out again. Round four, we fucking analed them. Do we have three or four rounds before shutdown? Two. Three. Two. What? Two games. Yes, two. So round three was the first one back. Yes. Okay. Which is why the yeah, which is why it was a weird Okay, that's cool. Yeah. Okay, so it was two games. So they'd they'd lost both their games by by a margin of twenty and fourteen. Not scored a legitimate try amongst themselves that's it. At, at any point there, it, yeah. If they couldn't stay, mm-hmm. then what would have happened was there would have been a clause written into the rule somewhere that says Anytime you're marked to play the Warriors, we're going to do up a new draw. Mm-hmm. Anytime you're marked to play the Warriors, that's now a buy. Yep, exactly. You get two points and then that's it. move on. Yep. yep, spot on. Yeah, so I, I think that I think their payment their, their their payment is yeah the gratitude of the fan base, warm yep. fuzzy feelings, players getting paid, yep. and, and the the fucking reality that this year is not fair. Mm-hmm. Be it in sport, be it in business, be it in life, mm-hmm. cunts have lost jobs. Cunts have lost livelihoods. People have lost fucking friends and family members because mm-hmm. fucking suicides through the roof. Mm-hmm. This is a shit cunt of a year. No one saw it coming. Hopefully, it never happens again. Everyone's out there doing the best they can, and everyone should be commended for doing the best they can. But no one owes anyone anything. And next year, with all things being returned to norm- normality, if that is the case, well, normality is normality. Who the fuck knows? Who knows yeah. if travel's allowed next year? Yeah. No. Honestly, with these fucking retards down in Victoria mm. at the moment, fucking it up for everybody else. Dumb fuck. I'm starting to, they're starting to see some cases in South Australia again. Wonder where they came from. Yeah. I bet you fucking they came from yeah. dickheads sneaking over the... What did I read today? There's like 186 people or something the Queensland government can't find because they gave false information on their border crossing pass. Yeah. So... I, I said that. I had to go to the Apple store the other day. Mm-hmm. Right? And I had to pick something up. It was mm-hmm. a gift for my cousin's 18th. Yep. So I had to pick it up. Mm-hmm. I get to the line and the guy goes, have you had these symptoms in the last week? Have you been in contact with something? This, this. And I was like, no, nah, man, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. Just a quick one though. Like, Do you think if somebody really had to get inside and get their, pick up their computer that you'd repaired, <laughs> do you think they're telling you the truth? Yep. That's my biggest thing, that all of this fucking stuff works on people going, yeah, no, I'll do that. Yeah. When, no, they're going to fucking blow a security guard to be allowed to go for a Slurpee. It's And the only stores, have you seen the only stores that are actually doing anything mm. remotely responsible about the whole COVID thing? Mm. Places from Japan. 
Oh, no, Apple, Apple are doing it. Well, they're just asking you questions. No, then they take your temperature. Oh, I was going to say, cause they, okay, so, because then, that, that's where I was down at Chermside on Sunday. Then they sanitize you. Yeah. And they provide you with a mask to wear in store. Oh, the mask. That's an additional fucking that's feature. It. Yeah. Very good. Yeah, that, that's, some, that's some Sam Fran fucking <laughs> mouse right there. I don't know. Sam Fran doesn't have that much mouse. If they had so much mouse, they wouldn't have so many fucking homeless people. <laughs> All right. <laughs> very clear windscreens very uh, Jordan with Greeny opting to leave the club on his own accord <laughs> how do you think the future of North Queensland will turn out will we possibly see the return of Payne as a coach or are the dark days of Siebes ahead I don't think either of those um, you'll end up with Kevy, I reckon yeah you're probably not wrong and and then probably his son. <laughs> wouldn't it, wouldn't that be fucking great? Well, just this massive dynasty of <laughs> of sons like not an, going like... to the Tigers because their dads are coaching elsewhere. <laughs> <laughs> and wouldn't that it would just be so appropriate though? Yeah, and it would keep Tigers fans signing up to Twitter for, <laughs> for generations to come. I th- I think that the, you know, they end up with something like Kevy. They'll end up with like a Queensland guy. Yep. Um, especially this year because with coaching now, you know the talent pool that's yes. available. They're yes. not there's there there are none of these left wing situations where like a guy's being brought in that's successful in the English Super League or something yeah. like that. Yeah. That ain't happening in the near future. We know what the talent pool is. We know who's available. And I think that Kevy just he Kevy has that vibe that he's kind of he's up next. Yep. And I think that his opinion may be, you know, influenced somewhat by if the Broncos can harshly move on Seabold sooner rather than later. That might give him a bit of a pause and you know, I think he'd take Brisbane if the two offers were, you know, the same. Yep. But yeah, I mean, if Seabold, if they somehow entrench him and he and you know, there's it's made very clear that Seabold ain't going anywhere for like another year or two, then I wouldn't surprise me to see him up there. Mm. Alexander said, "If you guys were to make out, who would be Pierce and who would be Ponga?" Uh, I don't, I, I don't know. Well. I mean, you got to think of the thought, the thought process. Like, I've definitely I mean, fucked some things and well, then been concerned if they had rabies afterwards. That's what I was going to say. I mean, fuck some dogs in that time. I mean, like, yeah, that, that could be either. I'm sure. Um, um, oh, <laughs> I'd be happy to throw the wager down on that one. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. Well, none of us are secret rangers, though. There's a no. there's there's something in the con thing. No, uh, none oh, of no. us have been ever uh, given lots of money just based on hype. Um, uh, it's tough. Yeah, I don't know. I just well, I mean, I just throw the question back to you. Maybe I'd, I'd be pierced. You'd be the dog. I think. <laughs> I put this question back to Alexander and just say, look, um, why do why do we have to be Pierce and Ponga? Why can't we just fucking make out? Exactly. Why do we have to like be football players for teams we don't even follow or like? Uh, 
Andy says, do, you, do we want to take the effort to mock Yornion for their laughable $20 million a year broadcast deal, or are they simply not worthy of our attention? Both, really. They're not worthy of our attention, but I think it is fucking hilarious, the decline of that sport over the last 30 of you know 30 odd years i remember when i was at school and like union was like huge back when australia would win stuff and just to see the decline of the general the the participation outside of private schools the general quality of the of the super rugby competition like the australian sides in that competition and the absolute decline of the media. And I mean, like this year, you know, oh, they had trouble getting a media deal and they got this paltry $20 million deal. But I remember like three years ago or four years ago, I remember I saw something on Twitter and someone was talking about the Queensland Reds were playing some fucking team that night. It was in, you know, in March or February or late February or March or something. And I was like, oh, there's... The, the start of the Super Rugby started up again, has it? It must have started up again. I know this is like the third game of the season. Oh, fuck. And like, I feel like that being on social media as much as I am and stuff, that you kind of see news pass you by and you yeah. kind of have an awareness of generally yeah. of what's going on. But nope. But see, here's the thing. I can tell you that there's the Reds. Mm-hmm. There's the Waratahs. Mm-hmm. And the Crusaders. Mm-hmm. Only because they tried to change that after the... Oh, Brenton yeah. over there. That's it. Shooting up, bok bok. <laughs> <laughs> I can't tell you any other super rugby teams. There's like a Melbourne-ish team or two, maybe. Didn't they get shut down? I don't know. Or was that Perth? Oh, okay. And there's like... Yeah, this is... The, I, there's like ACT. Yeah. And there's teams from, yeah, fine. like South Africa or something, maybe. That, but that's what I'm saying yeah. to you. It's Bullfrogs. an international sport. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like the, the Johannesburg racists or something. Yeah. I don't know. The, the Sun the Sun City or fucking something or others. Yeah. The fucking, I don't know, what's another city in South Africa? The The... The Cape Town electric fence manufacturers. <laughs> the, yeah. Cape, the Cape Town compounds. Well, the Soweto shanties. There you go. They won it one year, I think. Did they? Scrappy side. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. It at at some stage, you know, and and look, is there are still plenty of sports in Australia mm-hmm. that get along with almost like what. What's the sponsorship? What's the TV rights deal for Netball? I don't know. Not much, I would imagine. Now, I'm not taking away from anything as a sport before fucking Ben Dunn gets sand in his <laughs> vagina and fucking runs at me. I'm sure it's fine. It's great. Yes, it takes a lot of skill. It's just not much fun to watch. But it still survives. Like it's yeah. on, it's on the ABC, and the people who want to watch it will seek it out and do that, and fucking more power to them. Live and let live. I think I don't think rugby will ever go away, for all those reasons you stated before about its place in schools and its history, and yeah, you know, the, there's always that thing of, you know, 
the old boys that want to see the And it'll certainly thing. never go away, you know, in the sense that it's extremely still, you know, strong in, you know, in, in England and Europe and, and like New Zealand and South America. Yep. I mean, there's all these fucking places that are, you know. Yeah, exactly. But I think within Australia, it will yeah. just find its its niche. And, somewhere and somewhere like, like as a less popular netball. Yes. And uh, maybe slightly above darts. Fuck off. Darts are awesome. Well, that's true. I mean, I admit, there has never been, a, in the history of rugby union, there has never been a moment nearly as exciting as when the guy goes, 180! <laughs> like, <laughs> like, never. Yeah. I no. mean, World Cups and all yeah. that shit. Never, yeah. yeah, exactly. Like, I, I remember- What like- kind of sport when a guy can be a world fucking class champion with a dart in one hand and a pint? Yeah. <laughs> Do you remember, like, when back in the day, when Wide World of Sports was, that was all that was on TV yeah, on a yeah. weekend? Yeah. And it just sort of been on in the background all day? Yeah. Yeah, and they just keep flick, they, they flick between all sorts of yeah. shit. Yeah. And then once a year, there was that thing at the snow where the people that build those fucking ridiculous yeah, things yeah. and try and go down the ramp. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And clear the, yep. the pond. Yep, yep. Rugby is shitter than that. Well, yeah, and that's where it lands. Well, fucking obviously, though. I mean, like that's under awesome. under every criteria. I mean, because that's entertaining as shit, <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> just as repetitive as rugby. Maybe if okay, well, here we go. Now we can talk about ideas of how to get the sport back up on its feet in Australia. I've got a fucking great idea. Let's take take from your your uh, call back to the old thing. And it was also like the one they used to do on the Brisbane River there near the Botanic Gardens, where they had that gigantic, tall construction. With a with a jump off it, and people would dress up and make like these self styled sort of plane suit like, yeah, things, and, like, and jump in the Brisbane River and like try and glide as long as they could, but they would just fall like a rock. And there'd be that guy like, who made like this epic fucking artistically accurate like Red Baron yeah, triplane, yeah. and it just goes <laughs> straight off. <laughs> so like you take that and like the snow thing you're talking about and everything, and so then you have the and this would be fucking huge in Japan as well. I mean I know I like rugby anyway, but I mean if I want Australia to be relevant over there. Mm. You get the people to make their own, like, you know, robot sort of, like, Gundam costume. <laughs> like, fighting robot sort of battle armor things. And, yeah, and the teams, and they wear that. See, now, I'd watch that. Yeah. Even more so if that's you're, like, it. even then you can roll another sport that's better than rugby union into it. Like, that Robot Wars that had the guy that was in Red Dwarf hosting the show. Yeah, fuck yeah. And like you get like, and so they get their suits that they've got, and they've got like little chainsaws and shit, and like little, <laughs> little yeah. so they actually like chain, like they get into a mall, and they're actually like oh. fucking chainsawing no, plays no, no, no. apart. No, so you have. I just realised it's mutant league football, like on the old Sega Mega Drive. <laughs> so you get a game of rugby, yeah, but then you get a bunch of fucking nerds that these cunts bullied in high school yeah and you give them the remote controls of these eight like Achilles height chainsaw robots and there's three of those on the field at any given time and they just get to go around randomly just killing the people that flushed them in the hacking into their ankles or you take the nerds and you fucking augment them <laughs> you, you get <laughs> I tell you, rugby. Fucking ru- the problem with the problem is that call us Raylene. Ray, we'll fucking save you. Well, she's she, she, didn't she stand down because she's Did such she? a. I think I think she's fucked off. Oh, what a good, such a good operator though. Yeah, well, she's great. Well, one of the best, young, one of the best young operators in the game. Yeah. She's probably gone and fucking grabbed Todd and fucking 
tipped tipped the fucking leader of Crisco over Greenberg's head and <laughs> bashing herself with him. <laughs> Two young operators, best young operators in the game, going hell for leather. Ah, <laughs> oh, that's it. That's full time. Full time for episode 360. Thanks for listening, everyone. As always, you can interact with us on Twitter. So follow at TWI League. The Facebook community, hashtag Twill Nation, lives at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Twill Nation. Get in there. It's great. Um, our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash This Week in the League. Uh, make sure you hit the like button, share the stuff around, help us spread the word. Um, what else? Make sure the easiest way to support us is give us a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. And if you want to go the extra mile, our digital memberships are still available and can be picked up anytime for only $3.99 a month. Um, tipping. King Kong is still on top. He still has a two-point break on the competition. Next, we've got six again, Yena. And then we go back one more point with a massive log jam for the rest of the top 10 uh, with Bradman didn't push him. Andy, Sneaky Kiwi, Matt, Benny89, Cowboy, Christian Lynn and Nova Clark Strian. And I just wanted to pay uh, an extra homage to per- the person who's in number 11 at the moment on our tipping chart, whose username is Panthers Cameraman. So um, thank you for listening, Tyrone. Panthers Cameraman. Yep. So that's Tyrone May, right? I mean, <laughs> I mean that, that's what he does. Um we had a review come through this week too. Uh, five stars. I came for the hype and I just keep coming in brackets back. <laughs> From Johnny Boy Boy One. I said, yeah. I stumbled across this podcast in 2016 when I was devouring NRL content due to my Raiders red hot form at the time. The Raiders hype has certainly ebbed and flowed since then, but my love of this podcast certainly hasn't. It's the only NRL podcast I listen to now. The quality of league team and player analysis is, ex- is exceptional. But not only that, I am genuinely entertained. Every time I listen to an episode, I laugh out loud so much. And no, I'm not being hyperbolic. I give this podcast five stars because there isn't an option for a six star. Hashtag thinking man's podcast. What a tremendous fucking review. One of the best reviews fucking, I've ever what a heard. great human as well. Oh, I love it. Thank you, sir. Really appreciate you taking the time. And, and just such a fucking great review as well. Um, that's all I have uh, really down on the notes uh, for this week. Now, as we've gone through and we've just done that extra, new format for the first time, I look at the time and I realize that it actually saved us nothing. So I'm almost prepared to say that that's a, a once-off experiment that Sharpie, yeah. Sharpie repeated. But hey, we had a go. Let us know. You know, Is it just clunky to us because we're doing it and we just sort of did it off the top of our dome Yeah, you know, as, as we rock, 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 rock? I just it My just friend. feels I, I, because obviously teams and the way the draw is set up they aren't yeah. playing each other twice in a row. Yeah. I just feel like we kind of can potentially double up on things. Yeah. you know when but you're again, talking about the two different participants just, in a game. So we don't know what we don't know. Yeah, that's right. So tell us, and we can you know fuck we'll get better at it if we have to do it more. But yeah, I, I'm with you on that one. I think. Yeah. Okay. Should we talk about this sponsor that's coming on board in a couple of weeks? We'll say we we're allowed to. We're all, yeah, we're allowed to. We are allowed to talk um, about it. Look, we, we have a sponsor coming on board. Consider this like an advanced, advanced sort of like warning. Advanced warning. It won't be next week's episode. Uh, it, it's it's locked. It's it's locked in to be the, the week after. So three sixty two is going to be the trial episode with a potential uh, partnership on the table here, mm. and. Uh, it's a brand that 
if you listen to podcasts, you definitely know who they are. You would have heard them in the States. They are, they have, uh, they have partnered with shows like, I don't listen to a fuck of a lot of podcasts these days because I don't have the time, but the ones that I do make the time for, they've been on all of them, like Bill Burr and, you know, Rogan and, you know, uh, Bill Burt and like Jezelnik and all that sort of shit. Yep. Um, so it's great. We're very excited that they approached us and then, and that we could, you know, hammer out a, a, a deal and then there'll be a bit of a trial and that trial is going to be episode 362. So when that trial happens, if uh, you guys have ever thought about uh, purchasing from this uh, sponsor, we're going to have a 20% off deal for you, which saves a fucking lot of money. And uh, that's a fucking great opportunity to support the show. It is long term. Exactly. Exactly. So uh, the sky's the fucking limit. It's the first time that we've, uh, you know, we've had a number of sponsors in the past, but they've generally been uh, businesses that don't know what they're don't they don't know what they're doing with like podcasting and it's like you know we're like the first people they ever they've ever sort of partnered with and things like that these guys on the other hand have, part, have partnered with the biggest names they know exactly what the fuck they're doing so the whole process has been very educational and and uh, you know just in how smooth it's all gone and how professional it's all gone so we're really looking forward to it and hopefully it turns into something it turns into something more but uh we are extremely happy and uh, all will be revealed in two short weeks. Mm. And uh, yes, that's about it. Nice. That's all I got for this week. So uh, on that note, talk to you next week. Later. This is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc.,